on Power Talk AM 1460 and FM 101.1. Streaming worldwide on iHeartRadio. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show. You're listening to The Jam Price Show, and today my guest is award-nominated editor Wyatt Smith, and we're talking about the brand-new movie, Harriet. Welcome to the show, Wyatt. Thanks, Jan. It's nice to have you here. And we'll let everybody know we are you are in London, so we're talking to you from London, so it's rather late where you are, so I appreciate your uh, being on the show today. Uh, it's in, in edit time, it's still quite early. <laughs> so late nights, uh, in edit time. So let's talk about Harriet. I, I, first of all, I loved this movie. Um, I thought Cynthia Ervo was just amazing and, um, it has Oscar written all over it. Uh, I do movie reviews and I said that in my review and I certainly believe that Cynthia will be nominated for best actress. I definitely do. Very kind. She's incredible. She's absolutely, she's a dynamo. She truly is. And she's a dynamo in this movie. So, um, predominant, how did you get attracted to this particular project? Well, um, I had just finished Mary Poppins Return. So, on one hand, I was looking for something completely different in scale, in tone, in style of editing, uh, in every way. And uh, when I heard about the film, uh, I was, you know, as soon as I heard they were making a Harriet Tubman film, I was very excited because that story is, is her, her story is really long overdue to be told. Yes. Um, and uh, I, I had an interview or a Skype with uh, Casey Lemons and, um, it was really easy to talk with Casey and and talk about the script and talk about Harriet and and talk about her approaches and um, we just kind of hit it off very quickly. Um, so thankfully, uh, she was able to make her decision to bring me on, which I was thrilled. Very exciting, and you know it, it's interesting. I was reading an article, and uh, initially, I mean, this project has been on the books for a while, and I guess some other people were involved, and yeah. then finally, when uh, Casey Lemons. Uh, came aboard, and uh, and then a couple of the other producers too. It, it became, and then Cynthia uh, Irvo was signed early on. And once they were all attached, it was really beca- they, one of the things they said that prior to the Me Too movement, um, this film probably may not have been made or definitely put shelved a little bit longer than it had been. But because of the advent of the Me Too movement, that it was um, pushed forward in production because female producers, female. Uh, director, obviously, and of course, this amazing star of Cynthia, who had not done a movie prior to that, uh, prior to Harriet. Is that correct? Or she had done them? Well, they hadn't, um, been, they hadn't been released had, yet. She, they hadn't she, been released yet. Maybe that's she. she Cynthia Revo. She won a Tony for playing Celie right. uh, in The Color Purple on Broadway, right. and um, she did have some roles. She was in Bad Times of the El Royale, and she was in Steve McQueen's Widows. Right. Um, but this is her first kind of. Star Starring feature role that I'm aware of, right. um, and she's just an absolutely incredible actress. We are going to be watching her for a long time on screen, and I'm going to look forward to it. Yes, I agree. I totally agree. I knew she had done those other movies, but I don't think they had been released yet when she started Harriet. I think, and then they came out afterwards. Is my understanding? I could be wrong. Yeah, that's true. About that. that is true. Yeah, and then she had this, you know, major, major role. Well, she is a dynamo in the movie. For our listeners who may not be familiar with the Harriet. Tubman story. Wyatt, do you want to just sort of give the quick uh, synopsis of the movie? 
Um, Harriet Tubman, um, you know, she's one of the most important African-American women in U.S. history. And in some ways, you can almost think of her as a as a Joan of Arc or a Mother Teresa or like a Gandhi. When you look at like what she achieved in her lifetime, always in the name of others. Um, you know, it's, it's a really inspiring story about a woman who um, was a slave, um, escaped slavery, but then realized that without her family, her husband, um, that that's not freedom. So despite miraculously escaping and freeing herself, she continued to go back and bring back members of her family and word kind of spread. And then she started to bring more and more people back and she became engaged with the Underground Railroad and um, Frederick Douglass and William Still and uh, became one of the lead conductors for the Underground Railroad and didn't stop there. I mean, then the Civil War came about. Um, She was a spy. She was a nurse. Um, Eventually, she actually led black soldiers in an armed expedition. And then after the war, she worked for women's suffrage. Um, She helped the elderly. She, you know, she helped, you know, freed slaves, figure out their lives. And, And basically, to her dying day, she, you know, if there was a morally right cause, she always took the higher path. Um, Just an absolutely incredible woman who um, is not really taught well enough. We learn a little bit about her in in U.S. schools uh, in the context of the Underground Railroad, Um, but her life on its own is, is just it's just so inspiring and something we all need to know. I totally, I couldn't agree with you more. And one of the things I said in my review is it's, it's time. It was time for Hollywood to finally share her story and the timing couldn't be better, you know, right now with everything that's yeah. going on in, in our world, um, to have this story of inspiration and, and a true heroine, uh, beyond belief. And it, it, it is, I mean, I, it's funny. I, I, I had friends who had the screening that we went to. I had friends there, and you know, we were all just very emotional after watching this movie, and just very, very inspired. And mm-hmm. and and it stayed with us, you know, for a long, long, long time afterwards. It wasn't a kind of movie that you can um, walk away and go, "Oh, well, that was an interesting movie." It's a movie that stays with you, and that you think about, and you go, well, "How could I emulate and become more like this woman?" You know, uh, how, what else? What could, and that really are. That was really our our hope all along. Um, you know, Casey made a very Casey Lemons, our our writer and director. She, you know, that was a very bold decision of hers to, you know, to make a slave narrative that ultimately is inspiring and not um, just crushing. You know, and and uh, and to give you a lift. And our hope is that you know, younger audiences, young girls, young African American girls, certainly can see this story and be inspired. And I, I don't think, yeah, and I, I, I agree with that, but I think anybody, I don't, you know, any color, you do watch and be inspired by it. And I really do appreciate that they don't show the horrors of slavery. We've seen so many films like that. Um, this is just, just truly just about this powerful, strong, uh, just truly amazing woman, um, who went up Beyond, I mean, like when she got became free. I mean, it was surprising she became free. She walked over a hundred miles to become free, and then decides to go back. At, uh, you know, to go back and get right. her family. It just, I mean, we're all like, "What?" <laughs> you know, who would do that? And then she continued. And then that's one of the challenges. This, 
was was trying to also to, to find the exact scope of her life to tell because any any portion of her story I mean her initial escape to freedom that could be its own movie in itself right. um, and for someone who lived to be 91 years old roughly I mean it's it's exactly how do you introduce an audience to a character that's never really been on screen before mm-hmm. um, you know, in this fashion, in her own film like this. So, you know, the hope is, is now people can start to learn more about her, delve into other parts of her story, and hopefully, you know, I'd be happy to see some more films delving into all the other things that she achieved. I would too. I, I, I agree. I would love to see more too. What was your biggest, you filmed this where in Virginia, in Northern Virginia? Where did you film um, it was filmed around Richmond, Virginia. Um, most most of it was actually filmed uh, at various locations on the Berkeley Plantation, which was a huge uh, slaving plantation. In its day, I think it had uh, possibly a thousand slaves. So it was a very interesting feeling that that was kind of... Uh, you know, finding its way into the tone of the film. Um, although Harriet's actual, you know, it's it's meant to be set in Maryland, but we filmed in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And and so, for, what was the biggest challenge in the filming of this movie? Um, well, certainly tone, as kind of talked about, trying to create an uplifting slave narrative um, while also avoiding, um, I, you know, if you can forgive me saying the tropes of slavery, you know, that it wasn't going to be about, you know, endless whippings and hangings, which is certainly the horrible reality of the time, and kind of focus more on the decimation of family, which very much correlates to society today. We've seen it on the news a lot, and that's what ha- that's also part of slavery. People, you know, Carriott's sisters were sold when she was a little girl. It's one of these images that haunts her her whole life. Um, And so kind of focusing on that emotional uh, agony of slavery rather than just the physical, um, while also trying to make an inspiring, uplifting story. Um, And in that same statement, you know, these visions that Harriet Tubman had, um, you know, truthfully, she had seizures. She had many a day. um, But they also, these visions, these conversations with God that helped guide her also came in dreams. Um, they came at all different times to her, and, and you could call it her instinct, you could call it God's voice, but whatever it is, it was her, you know, it, it helped her, you know, find her path, and trying to visualize that in a film is, is pretty challenging. I, I, I can imagine. What, you know, with the um, seizures were caused because she, was she beaten and she had, she hit her head, and is that the reason she was She tells the story in the film is um, basically uh, and and this is the the truth of Harriet Tubman's story. Uh, when she was a little girl, a um, a foreman went to throw a like a weight at one of her brothers, and she stepped in the path, and it hit her right in the head, which is why she had a scar almost right between her eyes. Um, I think she was actually laid out for quite a while. I think it was a like two month recovery. Um, and it's pretty much from that moment forward is when she kind of had these these visions and these seizures. Um, I think it's possible that she had up to maybe 10 a day, which is wow. kind of insane if you think about what she achieved when that was happening at the same time. But, um, you know, th- 
this is some of the, it's it's very much part of the of her story um these visions uh that she had and any any research into harriet it's it's one of the first things you'll learn about um and they took all different forms but um it's you know it's very real to her life well that was one of the things i really I, I, you know i loved about it because because she felt just incredibly guided all along the way and listened you know, so she was very much in tune um, and intuitive and obviously very spiritual and in touch with whatever word we want to use. I use the word God. If you don't like that word, you know, you can use others and fill it in. But for her, it was God. Um, and that right. was that was also just amazing. She was so tuned in and, and allowed herself to be guided and, and against what other people were telling her. She would just listen to mm-hmm. that inner voice. Uh, and I thought that was right. a, truly a the, one of the you know astonishing parts of this movie was that um, mm-hmm. so that's been well documented through the years. Uh, it absolutely has. Um, it's it's very much her her story, and yeah, I like to think of it as as instinct. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that intuition. It's, mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, about that, tapping. That, about, go ahead. No, no, it's just that it's that voice in her head. Um, but it's it's great that she 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 stuck to that until she listened to that voice mm-hmm. and achieved what she did. Yeah, and and yeah, and tapped into it for sure. Wyatt, for you, what's your editing process? I, I I talk to a lot of editors. I've had a lot of editors on the show, and everybody's process is a little different. Um, do you are you working um, on a daily basis on editing the film as it's being? Uh, as it's being filmed, or um, do you do it more after the fact? What's your style? Um, well, every film is different. Um, because the stories are different, the methods for telling them uh, and the process tends to change. Uh, one thing that was unusual for me on this film was normally I am with production when they're filming, but uh, since it was a, a kind of a, it was a fairly short shoot and a lot of it took place in the woods at night, um, it wouldn't have been very useful for me to be anywhere <laughs> near shooting because uh, all my gear and stuff, I'd, I would just never really be at set. Um but yes, I was assembling the film as, you know, from the moment they start filming, uh, I'm going through the material and I'm starting to put the scenes together. One of the things that was interesting with this film is because I was feeling the pressure of this being such an important um, female African-American story, um, I, I don't... It, 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 definitely caused me a little bit of of, uh, stress and anxiety, to be honest. And uh, so about two weeks into uh, shooting, um, you know, Casey called and was asking how things were going, and she wanted me to send stuff. And I thought it was weird not really having worked with her before to just kind of blindly send stuff. So I asked if I could come down for a few days. And I spent a few days with Casey just on set, watching how she worked, watching how she talked to her actors, where her focus was in the frame. And um, I pretty much... Went back to my hotel room, threw out nearly everything I had done, recut it all, showed it to her, and she loved it. So it was that was a very interesting experience on this, where um, understanding how she was watching the film, because I wasn't with her during filming, it, it was a little hard for me to, to see that. And then the moment I was with her, it all clicked in. And from that moment forward, we had an amazing time cutting the film. Um, then as for post, you know, Casey was with me every day, which is wonderful. Um, 
Um, so it's, it was just it was just a big long dialogue about Harriet, about race, um, about emotion and story, and um, it's thrilling. I mean, I love her. I miss not being in a room with her every day. Oh wow, wow! So I mean, I know you've worked a, a number of times um, with Rob Marshall uh, and continue to work with him. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, you formed a great relationship with him, and I think you've worked with other directors, you know, multiple times too. So do you think that you'll uh, team up again with Casey on something else in the future? I would absolutely love that, um, of course. At the same time, Casey has had an editor who she's worked with for many, many years who was not available to work on Harriet, so I also respect that that relationship exists there. Ah. <laughs> <You know. laughs> well, lucky for you that uh, you got to work on this movie. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Jam Price Show all about movies, and my guest today is award-nominated editor Wyatt Smith, and we're talking about the brand-new movie Harriet about Harriet Tubman. Um, how long was the editing process for you on on Harriet? Um, well, I began, I believe, the beginning of October, and the shoot went about two months. So we kind of started the director's cut in December, and we delivered the film in uh, pretty much late May. So. Oh. And maybe the whole project was about eight months, including photography and all the finishing. Wow. That's, is that a so, short? Um, but, uh, for me, it's a little shorter. I mean, the, on average, most of the films I work on is about a year, but um, some are longer and some are shorter. So, you know, each one, it, it, was, it felt like the right amount of time. I don't feel like we didn't have enough opportunities to explore uh, the material in different ways of telling the story, um, nor did I feel like it was sitting around so long that we got bored and tried a lot of bad ideas and thought that that was the thing to do. It, it, it felt like the right amount of time. Did you leave a lot of um, things on the editing room floor, as they say? Or was this a pretty um, tight Certainly shoot? there's some. Um, there, uh, no, there there are some characters that uh, we did have to kind of d- minimize. Um, and, you know, the interesting thing is it's it's hard because you're dealing with the truth and you're dealing with a real story, but at the same time you have to make something cinematic. Uh, what's interesting is the amount of dialogue in the film that is direct Harriet Tubman quotes, you would be amazed. And some of the things that feel like they'd be dramatized for a movie, like there's a character named, uh, she's not really named in the film, but Tilly, who's... Um, an African-American slave who kind of passes for white uh, to kind of drive a carriage past a, a group of slave owners. Um, you know, Tilly's very real and was very much part of one of Harriet's journeys. Um, so it, there's a, there was a lot of, um, you know, trying to make sure that we were being honest with the story everywhere that we could, but also just, you know, making sure that it was entertaining as a film. So some things had to go away uh, and hit the cutting room floor because they felt too much like a history lesson or too much about a very interesting character from the time that kind of distracted from Harriet. Uh, For instance, the Quakers in the film, Thomas Garrett, he was very much a real person and very much a part of Harriet's uh, journeys back down south on the Underground Railroad. But, you know, we had to minimize his character a bit so that we were staying with her story. Well, it's it's very well done and very tight in that respect too. I, I love Leslie Odom Jr. and Odoms Jr. and yeah. uh, Janelle Monet, who is just absolutely a stunningly beautiful woman. Um, it, it, it really mm-hmm. the juxtaposition. So tell us a little bit about the, those characters. I mean, because obvi- they were in Philadelphia, um, but um, the way that the 
uh, blacks retreated, you know, up north versus obviously the south. I mean, how, how do you want to talk a little bit about that and and why that was? Yeah, well, it's it, it's it's also an interesting thing that Casey wanted to put in this film. I mean, one of the complications of Harriet's story is, you know, when she was a slave, she was married to a free man. To a, to a free African American, um, and it was this. It, you know, in Maryland, very close to you know the kind of north south border, it was very interesting that it was a period of time where you don't really realize that there were relationships like that. Like um, similarly, then you had William Still, which is a character you know I had never really learned about, who ran the Anti Slavery Society um, in Philadelphia and was really kind of the postmaster of the Underground Railroad. Um, and one of the things that William still did, uh, which is incredible, is as uh, the railroad would bring would free slaves and bring them to William Still. The first thing he did is he sat them down and he recorded their stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's this incredible history of, um, you know, preserved by William Still. It's such an important figure uh, that I had never really known, and that's who Leslie Odom plays. Janelle Monet, um, she plays a character named Marie Buchanan, who is not necessarily a real person. Um, however, there were certainly people like her. Um, you know, African-American women born into freedom um, who had roles in society, who would own an inn, um, you know, who had jobs and, and lived a free life. And it's a very important juxtaposition because she kind of represents a life that not only did Harriet not have, but never would have had that experience, you know, of what that life was like. It's such a contrast between the two. So even though Janelle's not in on the screen that long in the film, it has such a power juxtaposition to Harriet's story. Yes, it does. It truly does. How much preparation um, for you went into this particular film? It's this. Well, you have many things that you've done, but this particular movie, how much preparation prior to the starting of the film do you have to do? Um, well, certainly reading the script and studying the script and asking, you know, and, and having enough conversations with the director. Like I said, it all kind of uh, clicked in once I actually got to spend some physical time with Casey, like on set talking with her. But um, the fact is, is I came into this film fairly quickly to when they began filming. Um, so I didn't have that much prep time. Um I did read as much as I could online. I did have a book or two, but um, truthfully, you know, as an editor, knowing the script, I really wanted to see how the footage unfolds before me rather than trying to shape it into a different narrative. I wanted to work with the narrative as it was being presented. Does that become difficult sometimes to do that? Um it doesn't get it depends i mean sometimes you have a different movie in your head <laughs> uh, that was n- not the case this time i mean i i was i was definitely having a tone issue until i i kind of spent some time with casey and then it all was very clear you know she really wanted to focus in on this kind of almost mystical nature uh that surrounded harriet um and and once i saw that it was a lot it was it, it was a lot easier for me to to interpret the footage into the scenes that you that you've seen um but no, it didn't. It wasn't unusually difficult in that way. Well, that's good. That's good. That's a, that's a good synergy then, for sure. You know, it it, it yeah. definitely is a movie. I it I I 
award season. I think this is a movie that should be remembered, uh, will be remembered uh, on so many different levels. And I hope that you're nominated for your editing on this on this film. Um, uh, that's kind of you. Um. <laughs> no, I mean it seriously. It is <laughs> I I when when uh yeah, I just think it's a movie that should be seen uh, by everyone all ages um anyone almost any age, you know, I don't know, maybe not the little children, but many Certainly school-age children who are learning uh, history and certainly about our African-American history should see this movie about this wonderful, amazing, inspiring woman. She truly was. So uh, go see Harriet, everyone. And Wyatt, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a pleasure talking with you, and I look forward to hearing your name thank you, <laughs> when the nominations come out. <laughs> You're welcome. You've been listening to the Jam Price Show all about movies, and my guest today was is award-winning, award-nominated editor Wyatt Smith, and we've been talking about the new movie, Harriet. If you've missed any of the Jam Price Show's all about movies, go to thejampriceshow.com, and all of the shows are archived up on the website, but you can also go to the iHeart podcast channel, and you can go to Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, iTunes, on your smart TV, we're there, and YouTube. So the Jam Price Show all about movies is absolutely everywhere. So tune in and let us know what your thoughts are. On Power Talk AM 1460 and FM 101.1, streaming worldwide on iHeartRadio, Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show.